Welcome back to the Rags to Riches podcast. Uh, today I'm joined with a good friend of mine for the Redell Seals. Um, great man of God, great preacher, um, phenomenal, phenomenal evangelist. Um, and we're actually getting ready to have him back with us for our uh, 2000, 2023 Better Together Youth Conference. Um, we're excited about that. We're excited about what God is going to do in that service. Uh, Brother Seals will be preaching for us. And then Brother Lee Cook um, out of Olive Branch, Mississippi, will be leading worship as well. So we're, we're very excited about that. But uh, without further ado, uh, we're going to give the floor to Brother Seals and kind of let him tell his testimony where God has brought him and uh, and what he's doing previously for the kingdom of God. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, so about 13 years ago, uh, I got in the church. I never grew up in church, of course. Uh, I was 18 years old when I got in the church. Uh, and I could remember what prompted me to get in the church. It was when I I had laid down for a nap and uh, I had a I had a dream. I feel like uh, the Lord really was getting a hold of me, uh, getting my in this dream. And so in this dream, uh, I remember looking outside my window and outside my window, right in the middle of the street, uh, lied a tombstone right outside my door. And I, I, I never knew what it meant. Uh, I always thought maybe it was just, just maybe just a dream. But the longer I, I, I thought about it, and uh, the longer I served the Lord, the more it came to me that that's how close I was um, to death. I was real close to it. Uh, nobody, you know, knew what I was doing, at least my family didn't, my mama didn't, but uh, I, I was doing things that I had no business doing. And uh, I was doing drugs I had no business doing. I was involved in things that I had no business being involved in. And where it was fixing to lead me up to, uh, it was fixing to lead me down a road that was going to be impossible to come back from because I was fixing to die if I didn't get it together. And of course it scared me and I'm not the type of guy that gets scared, but it scared me really, really bad. And my mind was never the same. I always felt like something was coming after me. It was these mind battles that I was going through. It was always feeling like uh, something was going to happen after that dream I had. Uh, I could never get no sleep. And never get no rest. Uh, day and night, I was up until I made a decision to come to church. Uh, my sister uh, had started to go, and uh, it was around that time where she started to go when all this stuff started happening. And I really believe that they was praying for me uh, to get into church, praying for me to get myself together, because before then I wouldn't have this these these dreams and this battle it wasn't like that and so when i when i went to church uh i fell in love man i, I felt in love with the presence of god i felt in love with with the worship i felt in love with with everything that i felt there that day um i just fell in love and uh i came back the next week and the next week and the next week and it's just been an ongoing thing i haven't left 
and uh, I'm not going to either. And it, it's, it's been the greatest thing that I could ever do uh, was to turn my life over to the Lord. Uh, mind you, when you get 18, that's your time to party and, and to drink. And that's when people think they can do what they want to. But I had already done all of that and I already experienced all of that. And it wasn't what everybody think it is. It wasn't cracked up. It was the biggest nightmare um, that I could ever think of. Nor do I ever want to uh, go back to a place like that. It was a dark time, a dark moment in my life to where I, right then and there, I had to make the decision whether I was going to live for God or go to the grave. And I chose the best decision uh, possible, which was to serve the Lord. And I, I believe I made the best decision uh, that I could have ever made. Um, growing up, it wasn't thrown at me, wasn't uh, forced to go to church. They never it was more of a you do it if you want to do it if you don't want to do it then oh well and that's just how it always was it wasn't but it wasn't just it wasn't you're going to church here wednesday and sunday was if you feel like going and just go but i didn't know where to go and um the lord directed me where to go and uh the lord has blessed and now you know 13 years later uh we're full-time evangelists um, I got a wife, I got three kids, and uh, the Lord has richly blessed us. And coming from the outside to the inside, uh, it's, it's, it's different. And it's different in a good way because I never felt the type of love like I feel now. You know, the presence of God that you feel, the presence, the, 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 the presence of God you feel is just, it's, it's unexplainable. You wouldn't trade it for the world. Man, man, man. Um, just kind of add this one thing you said there, Brother Seals, about it not being forced on you uh, as a kid. Um, that's one thing, like growing up with me, um, it was always kind of, we always used the model of like the seek out your own soul salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something my, my mom kind of used for us was basically like, seek it for yourself find it yeah. for yourself because that, that way it'll stick i mean if if you're not finding it for yourself and not developing a relationship with god for yourself mm-hmm. it'll never stick it'll never last and so uh that's one thing that i've grown to do myself um i often tell people i'm not your cookie cutter blueprint apostolic i mean there's things that i probably do that other people wouldn't do there's things that i standards that i hold that other people may not hold um, and so it's one of those things, and I feel like that's the way people need to be. I mean, me, yeah. me, me personally, uh, if if everybody did the same thing, acted the same thing, or did the same ways, this would be a very boring world. And yeah, so, yeah. Um, and so, one of the things I try to just do is be me, uh, just just be real. I'm not one to be fake. Um, and so, and, and I feel like that's something that has helped me along my journey with God is just just be real and be yourself that's all you can be is just be yourself uh, when I when I when I first got into church uh, I wasn't trying to be like anybody uh, I came in my pants were sagging uh, I, I I was sagging in church uh, I still I still did what I wanted to do until God dealt to stop uh, nobody 
pulled on me to do it. Nobody told me to do it. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been from the heart. Uh, and there was other people telling me what to do. Uh, it was strictly God dealing with me to do it and me doing it. And and uh, everything changed. I walked into my bedroom one day and I opened the door of my closet and uh, I thought to myself, I said, man, I need a new wardrobe. And instantly, changing of my clothes and how I was dressing, it just started to change. Mm-hmm. And it didn't change overnight, it took time. And, uh, and, and, and it was the Lord. You know, I, I get I get kind of upset when people tell me that uh, folks are telling them how to dress. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't believe that that's right. That you should tell somebody how to dress. Uh, the Lord will tell you and will deal with you on how to dress. We are not perfect here, and uh, the way I dress and the way others dress may be different. You know, I know people that you know wear long sleeves morning, noon, and night. I don't. And so that's your personal conviction. Uh, so that's the Lord dealing with you about that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred um, percent. And that's where I've always been myself. Um, I've always told people I would much rather, like especially like a new convert, somebody new to church. Um, I would much rather them take time yeah. and understand the way we believe. And even even if they never did, I mean that's between yeah. them and God. Um, it's because one of those things more times than not you see it uh you'll get somebody and they'll start coming and instantly start picking up like the dress code or the or certain ways about themselves and but you'll notice when something goes wrong in the church and it, it will it's, it's only a matter of time we're all human you're yeah. dealing with human personalities i mean something's going to go wrong you're going somebody's gonna get their feelings hurt and oftentimes if they get upset and leave the church the very things they laid down will be the first things they pick right back up exactly and so it's one of those things. If you, I mean, I, I can say what if you if something that you want to stick, then be real to yourself. Be real yeah. to yourself, and and make sure that you're doing this for you. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. And when you do it for you know for you, it 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 sticks. It sticks. It just it's something different because you know you can say nobody forced me to do what I'm doing, and uh, it sticks. It's a whole nother testimony you can tell people that the reason why I do what I do is because the Lord dealt with me and I changed. I know backsliders right now. Right now that's just where's, you know, they're still modest, very modest. Uh it's it's amazing to me that people can backslide and and some some of them, not all of them, but some of them are still dressing as if they were still in church, you know. And it, it really amazes me. It really does. Amen. And, and that's that's me as well. Like, um, I've always, like I said, I've always been one to kind of just be myself. And so um, I've never been one of those that just go by a code or go by what certain people may think of me or whatever. So, right. yeah, so yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I got a couple questions for you, and we won't keep it much longer. Um, one question I have. Um, as far as like your journey and and the things that you are the ways that you stay involved and stay connected to church what are some of those things that you do like what are those some of the things that keeps you keeps you focused on on doing a work for god before i ever started preaching uh i would i would volunteer 
I'm, I'm not, I've, even though, you know, it's, we travel full time, I'm never too good to, to clean the bathrooms at the church. Uh, I remember before I even started preaching, I would clean the bathrooms faithfully. I would mow the yard faithfully. Um, anything that they needed help with, I was there. Because, you know, I wasn't just coming to preach and I didn't want to just, uh, you know, have the microphone and have the spotlight. Before I even uh, felt that call to preach, I felt that call to serve. And when people get the mindset that they rather preach instead of serve, they will never reach their fullest potential because they're always looking for that platform. Uh, but when you get to serving, I've done stuff people don't want to do. I done done homeless you know, ministry. We done went under bridges and fed the homeless. I done did nursing home ministry. I went to nursing home where people don't even remember me the next week and I preached to them. I, I, done, I done did outreach ministry where we go out and we outreach and get door slammed. But that, that's, that's, that's the call of God. Before I ever started to preach, I, I did that. And uh, when I felt the call preach, that's when we started to pursue that. Before anything else, before, before you grab that microphone, you serve. If you can't serve, if you can't do the little stuff, you don't belong on that platform. 100%. I, I agree with that. I mean, that, that's when I always try to, I always try to keep a servant's mind mindset. Yeah. I mean, and, and always try to keep the mindset is you're never above anybody. Right. And every opportunity that you have, every opportunity that God has given us is a blessing. And we don't yeah. take, it for, take it for granted. Um, we, like we have talked previously before this video, um, I mean, time is short, time is precious. And so we take every opportunity that you have and make the most of it. And, uh, and, and never, never feel like you've arrived because you never, and, and even, I would say, even in, when, when we finally reach heaven, even in that moment, I don't feel like we really arrived because we're always going to be looked at as less than God. I mean, God is always the number one thing in our lives. It should stay that way, no matter what position in life that we, we may hold. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just one of those, like, I try to stay, just try, stay focused on, on serving, um, whatever it is. I mean, things that here at Souls Harbor, we're getting ready to fire up um, just different avenues, different things in uh, 2023. And so in doing that, I mean, I always want to keep the mindset of, like, whatever I need to do, I want to do it and just do it, yeah. do it with, with every bit of the ability I have. Um, and God blesses you for that because even though, you know, we're busy on the road and we preach and, and you know, we, we're just so busy, we still enjoy to do the small stuff that people call small, the behind the scenes stuff. My wife said, she said, I would rather work behind the scenes to be than be seen and, and everybody noticed me. And that's just the type of people we are. I like working behind the scenes. Yeah, amen. Uh, I mean, that, I mean that's me and my wife as well. I mean, you've been to our church before. She does yeah. videography. I mean, yeah. and I mean, we're always playing events and stuff like that. So, and that's where she thrives is behind yeah. the scenes. I mean, and she, she's not one to be front and center. She's not one to have a spotlight on her. Um, she's one that, I mean, she'd rather be in the background Right. Doing what, doing the small things, doing the things that keeps the church going that people don't see. Uh, I didn't see. I didn't see ministers' wives that they work behind the scenes, and they are busy. I mean, they are busy. 
and people be like, well, I don't see them, you know, up front. I said, that's because they're working behind the scenes. And the stuff they're doing behind the scenes, I believe, is harder. Anyways, they do, okay. they're doing the, the dirty work. They're doing, they're mm-hmm. getting their hands dirty. You see, people just want to sing and preach, and that's not where it's at. It's, it's the servitude of the heart of the man. Uh, that's right. want to serve. Exactly right. I mean, and so, like I said, that's just, that's, for me, I feel like that's the best mindset to have is don't, don't get up there thinking that you have to have a, a mic in your hand or you have to, and even in that being said, like worship leaders, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Uh, I heard it say, said before by uh, David Jennings, he said that if you can't worship without a mic in your hand, you have no business worshiping with a mic in your hand. Right. Um, and so, and him saying, that, and then he always talked about being a full-time worshiper on and off the platform. I mean, you lead just as much off the platform as you do on. If if when you come off that platform, if your hands are crossed and you ain't doing anything, then chances are you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Absolutely, and I'm sure me and you both have seen them type of people. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, unless they're singing or unless they're preaching, they're not they're not moving. And I've I've seen people like that. So. And I got to be careful not to get the same attitude when they get up there to preach. Right. Because it's very easy. Because it's like, I mean, why? And, I mean, and just being real, like, it's like, why back you up when you're yeah. not willing to do it just for somebody else? And so, yeah, it's just one of the things. But again, we got to keep our mindset focused on, on what's yeah. right for us. And yeah. uh, that's the main thing. All right, man. I'll, one more question and I'll let you go. Um, we have talked about this previously before. Um, someone, like a young person who has, accepted a calling in their life whether that be preaching whatever avenue they may be going down what would you, what advice would you give them at a young age to keep them motivated stay prayed up and stay fasted i've seen great preachers fall apart uh, because they like those things right there prayer and fasting it's a lot more powerful than what people think it is uh, but when when you start to pray and you start to fast, it's like something just begins to happen. Uh, something just in your mind that begins to it just it does something to you. It refreshes you uh, that that you wouldn't expect to have uh, if you wasn't praying and fasting. And uh, so my advice to young ministers right now is to stay praying and to stay fasting. And I'm not saying fast every day. I'm not talking that. I'm, I'm, but I'm fast often and make sure you stay prayed up because what people don't need is a prayerless preacher. Uh, and what people don't need is that don't fast either. Now you got like, you know, health issues, that's different. But if you're perfectly fine, uh, get on that prayer and fasting and, and seek the Lord. And I heard it from a preacher. I remember I told you guys this. Uh, you know, a lot of preachers adapted to notes, and and they read their notes like a book, just about. And as one preacher was talking, he said, uh, "Stop studying to preach." A lot of times, when we start studying, is when we have to preach. Um, he said, "Stop studying to preach. Study to know God. And when you study to know God, He'll give you plenty to say." And I'm not putting, you know, uh, stars on myself. I'm not boosting myself up, but I get my messages from the Lord to the point to where I don't, I don't need, I don't need those because I've learned to trust God and to seek God 
And if God gave me these scriptures, God's going to give me the words with this scripture. Now, other folks are different. Maybe other folks, you know, ain't got there yet. But I found it a lot easier to preach and to tap into the vein when I get up there and I just fully trust the Lord. And we that's when we see the results we see. We see the breakouts we see. And it's when you just get up there and, and instead of, you know, worrying about your notes, just focus on the vein focus on obeying God and when you focus on obeying God uh, he'll give you blessings amen amen I, I mean I agree with that 100% I mean just just trusting I mean I've heard preachers talk about it before like how they've walked up to the the, uh, the pulpit to preach and God tell them I mean you're not preaching tonight mm-hmm. and I mean at that point ain't nothing you can say other than just what you mean, obey God I mean I heard him, uh, I heard a preacher one time talk about he read a book it was a from verbal being mm-hmm. and it was talking about how he he had a five week or five day camp meeting that he was mm-hmm. scheduled for every night he walked yeah. up to the pulpit God said you're not preaching wow and so but he said he's seen a lot of breakthroughs and a lot of miracles yeah. from that camp meeting because he obeyed God and so let me go back to like we said a while ago. It doesn't necessarily mean you that, that you have to be the one to deliver the message. You just got to be willing and let God take over from there. Trust the Lord. Amen. Well, Brother Seals, we uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, we know you're busy. Um, again, uh, we're looking forward to having you guys next month uh, for our Better Together Youth Conference. Uh, it's going to be an exciting time. We're excited. We're looking forward to, to a lot of great breakthroughs and and whatever may come. So, man, we Amen. love you guys. And Amen. We appreciate you so much. Absolutely. Look forward to seeing you guys. All right, bro.